I'm excited to welcome you to Live Healthy Naturally, a podcast about how to get healthy and stay healthy naturally. I'm Dr. Samya Sridharan. You can find us on all major podcast hosts, including Google, Apple, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So we're going to talk about probiotics today. Um, do we need them? Are they important? Um, is it necessary? Why do we need them? Um, I'm sure you've heard of the term probiotics, right? Because um, it's actually one of those buzzwords. A lot of people hear the word and sometimes they think, oh, maybe this is not something that I need. Um, so what are probiotics first? The word probiotics means not really bacteria. It really means for life. So when we talk about for life and when we say probiotics, um, they essentially mean probiotics bacteria, but there are also probiotics yeast, probiotics um, uh, viruses and so on and so forth. So it's not just bacteria that actually are probiotics. There are lots of things that are for life. So our body is composed of more bacteria than our cells and we all have a big ego, right? So um, for every single cell of yours, you have at least 10 bacteria that helps sustain our health, sustain function, and sustain optimal health. Um, so for that reason, we have so many of these bacteria that are in our body. It's not just in our gut, as a lot of people think. It's on our skin. Um, it's uh, in our mouth. It's um, in pretty much every single cell, even if you will. Um, even there is actually a theory that uh, says that the mitochondria that we have in our cells are really precursors from bacteria. So bacteria was, uh, according to this theory, bacteria was consumed uh, by this cell and then the cell pretty much, uh, the bacteria pretty much became a part of the cell and that's what uh, the mitochondria is, is what they actually say because mitochondria does not really uh, need any kind of um, uh, command from the cell, it kind of functions on its own, uh, it is autonomous, so that's where that theory comes from, so you know that is also, you know, pretty much we have evolved to have so much of bacteria. So what are the things that we actually do on a regular basis that affects us or that affects our health uh, that also kills good bacteria that can help us or good organisms that can help us? We do plenty of things, right? Um, so why is this such a rampant thing nowadays? Why do we talk about probiotics as an important thing now? Why is this even a conversation we are having rather than before, this is the this is one of the questions that I hear all the time. I mean, you know, this is not something that we heard 10, 15 years ago. Why are we hearing about bacteria and probiotics all the time now? The reason behind that is uh, if you understand how we use food now or we how we preserve food, how we store food now, it's um, the refrigeration process is pretty recent. It's actually a new phenomenon, if you will, um, within the last 50, 70 years at the most 100 years that we have been able to literally like, you know, store food for long periods of time, freeze and so on and so forth. So one of the things that uh, people did before that was to ferment their foods. So that was one way of storing food. You know, I don't think they actually understood the concept of bacteria. Maybe they did, but they did it because it was actually storing food for long periods of time and it really helped them keep the food preserved. So because of that, they were doing it. So which also means that you were, 
you know, our ancestors were eating a lot of probiotic or fermented foods without even being conscious that they're actually putting bacteria in. So as they were also getting rid of bacteria, they were also putting it back in. And then with the advent of refrigeration and you know different ways of storing that we have these days and even high processing that we have, which wasn't a thing before. Now we actually have so much of food that's highly processed that can store in a shelf, in a pantry for months and months and even years. And that was not a thing, you know, food was supposed to rot, right? And food is supposed to rot even today, not just back then. So when food doesn't rot, we have to understand that our body's digestive system is composed of so much of bacteria and we rely upon these bacteria to even digest the foods that we eat. Everything that we eat pretty much is broken down by bacteria. So if that is the case, if bacteria break down the foods that we eat, the kinds of foods that we eat does matter, doesn't it? If bacteria won't eat what's on your shelf, in the pantry, how do we expect that to eat it in your gut? So if we just put some thought into it, we start realizing that, hmm, so a lot of these processed foods that we are eating aren't really sustaining these bacteria, which means they are not sustaining our health either. So the next thing that we do, which is also pretty common now, is our water. Our water has chlorine, fluoride, and so on and so forth, which has been added to our water system. Again, I mean, is that horrible? Um, no, in some cases it's not because it has actually helped prevent so many acute infections. But is that something that we actually have to drink you know, constantly? Is that actually gonna help us? No. So it prevents acute infections, maybe pathogenic bacteria, but it also kills good bacteria. So we actually have here a problem, really. So chlorine's number one job is to get rid of, you know, bacteria. So if that is the case, how are we actually drinking these faucet water that has chlorine in it and that's not gonna actually get rid of the bacteria in our body? It does. So another thing that we do without even realizing, every single day we drink water from the faucet which has chlorine added to it. And now we actually are getting rid of bacteria without even realizing it. And also we poop, right? I think we all do. And uh, I hope that we don't actually have anybody feeling like, oh my God, she said poop. Okay, <laughs> so of course it's a health content. So we're gonna talk about these kinds of things, right? So uh, when we poop, one of the things that happens is you also expel bacteria. So even without doing anything, you're expelling some amount of bacteria, but most bacteria can sustain themselves if you eat a wholesome nutrient dense food and you drink clean water that does not have chlorine, fluoride and so on and so forth that are meant to kill bacteria. So maybe just a reverse osmosis system can actually help sustain bacteria. So, and you know, of course, avoiding junk food, avoiding processed food to a large extent can actually keep those bacteria. What other things do we do that actually kill bacteria? We take medications. We also take, we also have chemicals around our house. If you have um, chlorine bleaches around your house, you use antibacterial wipes, antibacterial um, hand sanitizers, anti antibacterial antiviral uh, soaps, hand soaps or body soaps and um, antibacterial cleaning supplies, anything that you use, these are all things that you are actually touching. 
um, or you use it on the counter or use it on surfaces where you are touching. So these are all ways that you're actually going to get these chemicals into your system. And their number one job, as they claim to be, is antibacterial and antiviral. So it's no surprise, right, that, you know, they will kill it. So that's something that we can do that can actually affect the number of bacteria that we have. Um, I want to kind of, um, you know, uh, talk about the number of bacteria that we have. So we start collecting our bacteria from birth or even before birth. So pretty much like it's like a stamp collection, if you will. Uh, you're collecting bacteria from that point in time and you keep collecting depending on where you go, what kind of foods you eat and so on and so forth. You're collecting bacteria all the time, which is a good thing. So the diversity of bacteria will really help our body entirely. But it's not the number alone, it is actually the diversity or the number of different kinds of bacteria we have, not just the total number of bacteria that we have. I just wanted to uh, you know, clarify that aspect of it. Um, so which means that when we actually use certain kinds of bleaches, um, you know, chemicals and so on and so forth, there are certain kinds of bacteria that are more vulnerable to it than others. And of course, those will actually be expelled from our body or killed from our body. So of course, we don't have the same bacteria now that can help us. Another thing that we do, we take painkillers, we take um, cough syrup, we take anti-inflammatory, um, fever reducers, and our favorite antibiotics. So all of these, even though most people think that antibiotics kill good bacteria, it's also known with more and more research that it's not just antibiotics that kills it. Steroids can actually do that. Um, Painkillers can do that. Fever reducers can do that. Uh, even cough syrups can do that. So all of these actually have an impact on the bacteria in our body. So, well, even if you haven't taken antibiotic, you know, when you come to our office, we are often asked, you know, have you taken antibiotic in the past year? Or how many courses of antibiotics have you taken? How many courses of antibiotic have you taken, especially in kids? How many courses have they taken in their entire life? And you'd be surprised to know that there are so many kids that we have in our practice within the age of four and five who have taken maybe at least four or five courses of antibiotics per year. And that is huge. So then again, coming to the point of why is this probiotic so important now? Because we have been using antibiotics left, right and center. And then, of course, we don't have to talk about the antibiotics in our foods, antibiotics in water. So, and people who are actually flushing out antibiotics in their toilets. <laughs> so, I mean, there's just, it's just everywhere. And on top of it, any other medication that people take can actually have an impact on the kind of bacteria that you have. So, with so many things going on, yes, it is important to consume probiotics in any form. It can be as simple as food form, if that's something that you could actually do on a consistent basis, go for it. You know, it's funny um, when I started uh, practicing and I would actually always have my patients do a probiotic recipe. Okay. Um, something that I would give them a recipe to make a probiotic food at home. And I thought that I was actually saving money for people, right? Because, you know, I always consider my patients as myself, like, you know, would I want to spend money on something that is actually easily available? Um, so I would always do that. And it's funny how a lot of people would rather take a capsule or a pill instead of something that's food-based. And if that's you, nothing wrong with it. If that is the best thing that you could do, absolutely. 
But if you would rather do something that is actually cost effective or rather free, then there is an option for that as well. So there are food based probiotics that can be done. So if you are, you know, somebody who actually loves to cook, then you can actually ferment uh, vegetables and uh, vegetables uh, are really good, like, you know, especially um, cabbage, um, onion, radish, carrots, beets. Uh, these are all good uh, vegetables that you can use to ferment and there are millions of recipes out there so sauerkraut is one sauerkraut really means sour cabbage but you can also make similar thing with other vegetables it doesn't have to be just cabbage you can make it number of vegetables so if you're really good at that you can actually find a recipe online and make that and just add that to your food just don't cook it okay add that after you cook the food or take a tablespoon of it like each person in your family and you will really get you know those probiotics um from your house so one of the best ways to actually get probiotics also from that way because you are getting all the different bacteria it's already friends with your body so your body already knows these bacteria it's not new to it okay if you're not getting sick in your house all the time that means that those bacteria have gotten used to you so which means that that's actually so easy to kind of tap into and get and you can use that and another recipe that i often actually give my patients is uh, or used to give patients if uh, you know they were for it it was a probiotic water recipe so where you actually take rice or quinoa or millets um, whatever carbohydrate you make on a regular basis, a whole carbohydrate, a wholesome carbohydrate, not something that's actually highly processed and all that, but something that's wholesome, take that and cook it. Uh, once it's cooked, um, once it's cooked and kind of, uh, you know, in a whole, fully cooked form, take it and put some water over it and let it ferment overnight or for 24 hours. And then you can drink that water, you can eat that rice or quinoa or millets and you can actually get probiotic in that form as well. So again, don't you know put a tight lid on it. Don't make it put it in an airtight container. Just put it in uh, maybe a cup and put a cloth over it and a rubber band so that air can go in and out because that is a source of bacteria. So bacteria can actually grow and thrive. Um, so that's something that you can actually do as well. And it'll be so easy for you if you want to do that. Okay. So if you don't want to do that, you want to actually take a you know pill. There are many, many, many different kinds of probiotics. There is not really anything that's bad about the ones that are available in the store. So any probiotic is better than no probiotic. Okay. So even if you actually have um, the basic one with only one kind of bacteria, it's still better than no probiotic at all, especially if you do all the things about that I said with food, with water, with the medications and so on and so forth, especially if you have taken an antibiotic in the um, recent past or when you take an antibiotic or when you take any medications, it's very important for you to take a probiotic at that time so that you are actually getting the bacteria that your body needs at that time, okay? Um, so what are the different kinds of probiotics available? Choose ones that have many different strains. So there are ones that will say uh, 50 billion um, you know count or it will say 100 billion or you know 100 million whatever the number is it's not that number that matters so turn the box around see the back of it and you will see the number of strains in it so some of them will have like three strains in it some of them will have five some of them will have seven strains some of them will actually have 20 23 strains so the more the strain the better that probiotic is 
So it also depends on what you're using for. That's something to actually talk about here. So we have patients with autoimmune disorders. We have patients with digestive issues. We have patients with, uh, um, I mean, you know, obesity, all kinds of things, right? Uh, immune system issues and so on and so forth. So depending on what we use it for, we actually have specific ones that we use, which are professional uh, formula, which is very strong, which can actually have the impact that we want it to have an impact on. But if you're just doing it to maintain your health, any probiotic would do. But definitely choose the ones that have more strains in them so that you can actually get the most of it. Uh, because bacteria have been shown, or the lack of it has been shown to be associated with obesity in children. Uh, it's been associated with uh, autoimmune diseases, diabetes, um, even brain fog and thyroid issues. So it's, it's so much, it's so important that we need to pay attention to this and we need to take care of this for our health. Um, another thing that um, I also want to, so uh, if there are bacteria, if there are certain kinds of probiotics that have what we call as prebiotics, probiotics, and postbiotics. So all these three are key words in this. So prebiotics are the ones that actually feed the bacteria probiotics are the ones that are the bacteria and then the postbiotics are the formula or the things that the bacteria make so all these three are important and so some formula they actually have all three and in a good quantity as well so there is one brand that we use which is a professional formula but it's amazing because it actually i mean they go through three years of fermentation i haven't actually seen a company that has that much patience to go through a process of fermentation for three years so that's always a good thing. So things like that will be something to go, uh, look at and look for. So um, if you don't have one, get one, ask for one, look you know, for any brand and take it. Oh, one other thing that I wanted to mention before I go is uh, if you're traveling, this is one of the most important things here. Uh, whenever you're traveling, definitely take a probiotic with you and take that because most times when you travel, you don't really have control over what you're eating, your foods. And a lot of people actually suffer from food poisoning because of what's in the food. So just taking a probiotic at that time can prevent all of those heartache and suffering that people go through. And another thing that it can also do is it can prevent infections during that time. So your immune system can stay strong. I know you have things to do and places to be. And you chose to listen to me. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I'm Dr. Samya Sridharan and it is an absolute honor to be heard by you. I hope you enjoyed and learned something from this episode. Show us some love and share with your friends and family. And be sure to tune into our next episode in two weeks. Much love and health. Until then.